This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This rules take a cue from the old-school games of yore and combine them with a stripped-down but easy-to-understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognar here. How you doing? We're doing well. I hope you're doing well. Got a nice day out today. And it progresses towards the holiday season. This is Christmas week as I'm recording this. And let's see. Um, Last night we had a really good game. We had a really good Ebron game. And we we were fighting in the city of Sharn which is a city of towers, which means there's a lot of bridges and things like that. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit, just a little bit about um, different elevations. Usually this is part of talking about like, you know, different terrains and stuff. But we did a we did an early fight there with some orcs um, with a few on our level. And there was a couple with some with bows on an upper level bridge that were fighting, firing down us. So that got me to thinking, how do you handle, how do you, and I'm pointing to you, how do you handle dealing with something like this? What do you do? I mean, you, you already have a, you already have to deal with range. I'm talking about range weapons here. You already, already have to deal with range. So there's that. And say you're within range. So say they're all about 15 feet up, which they were. And how would you go about adjudicating that as as a game master? Now, I know a lot of of systems, a lot of role-playing rule sets, including D&D, especially D&D, deal with... They have a section on this different terrain. Who has the high ground? Who doesn't? Things like that. And how you deal with that. And to me, I look at it as not a really big challenge, but it is something significant. I think in 5th edition, this is one place where the advantage-disadvantage thing comes is, is kind of advantageous. Although I still do like it a little more granular with pluses and minuses. So say, um, because like if, as with range, if you're dealing with a certain level, they're 15 feet up, say they were 25 feet up, all you do is roll at disadvantage if they're out of range or something like that, because that is range too. But 
either you roll normally, roll with advantage, or roll with disadvantage. To me, that's not enough. To me, I like to add pluses and minuses to the rolls. And we just, you know, you just have to deal with it that way, to me. Now, but but I'm saying this, it's very easy to do with advantage, disadvantage. It, it, it makes it a little easier because if they're only 15 feet up, they're only 15 feet up, you know. But beyond that, how do you deal with it? You just say, well, you can't hit them. That's not going to stop the players from trying. It really isn't. And you can also do stuff to, like, even the playing field. Like, for instance, our one of our characters had a flying broom. And he jumped on there and went up the 15 feet and decided to confront them face-to-face, which he did, and it worked out well. He also put darkness around there. Don't forget, you know, the, don't forget the, the advantage of a well-placed spell. He put, he had a, I think he had a raw, a wand, a rod or something like that. He put darkness on it. And so he, they were in the darkness. He was, he could see through the darkness. So there's that, that can knock the range, that can knock the, the pluses and minuses too. You got something like darkness, 10 foot radius or something like that. So you've got to take all this stuff into account, but it doesn't have to be hard. If you don't want it to be hard, just use advantage, disadvantage. But if you want it more granular like I do, you know, say 15 feet up, you're a minus one to hit, 25 feet up, you're minus two to hit, etc., etc., etc. Because you're doing the same thing as range, only you're doing it in a vertical way. And it's the same thing if you're like on a mountain, somebody's on a, somebody's on a cliff on a mountain firing down at people. I mean, you're going to have a hard time taking that guy out. And then there's the thing about called shots. Now, things like called shots in a in fifth edition is basically advantage disadvantage. But called shots to me can be fun because if you have some kind of mechanic that you can maybe compensate for that, and if nothing else, if you don't nothing else, you just get a little closer before you do it. If you if you can, a lot of times you can't, but sometimes you can. Like last night in our big fight with the guy doing the sacrifice with the dagger, I just took my crossbow and fired a bolt in his shoulder or something like that or wherever it hit. I could have said I do a called shot, but I would be be at either disadvantages or minuses depending on how Carlos wanted to run it. And since we were playing 5th edition, he'd probably do a disadvantage. But I did have action points, which came from Eberron that he transferred over. I did. Ha- I could have spent an action point and negated that, and just have a regular to hit roll, or spend two points and get a plus, get a roll a d6. Well, actually, that's what you did. That's what the way you did it. He's, if if I had minuses to do it, like a disadvantage, and I rolled it and I missed it, I could spend an action point and roll a d6 and add that to the hit, and see if I can hit it then. That's how we were playing last time. That's a valid way to do it. Action points, hero points, plot points, whatever you want to call those are very nice for things like that. I know Savage Worlds has bennies. It's the same thing. You can use those to do that. You can re-roll. Well, that's mostly for inspiration in 5th edition. But you can re-roll things, too. I would use action points to re-roll things, too. So... Or get an extra, or if you want an additional attack. Because 
you spent action points. I had five action points. You know, those don't come back right away. Those, it's not, it's not take a long rest and they come back. No, action points, it's per session or even then per, I don't know, I think it's per adventure. It could be even more. I mean, you gotta, you gotta really, you know, use those judiciously. It's another, it's another resource management thing, but at the same time, that's how you can comp- if you have anything way to compensate for range, which is what firing at a you know at a somebody up above do it if you can even if you have to there's other ways like there are certain skills and feats and things like that where if you take an extra turn to aim that will negate a lot of it. So try and take advantage of those things, even even if they're not above, even if it's just a range thing. Take advantage of those things, for God's sake, because you can. Yeah, there and there's you know regular other systems like the hero system had a thing where you take an extra phase to aim and you'll get pluses on to hit or things like that. But anyway, yeah, I think you get the point. You should be able to negate that. So how do you guys handle it? You tell me, because you got. Uh, I'm going to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, or tell me how you do this, oldmangrognar gmail or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you two can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, and Michael. Thank you guys. I've almost got this down. Wow. You want to listen to some good shows? Try Dan Gregg's Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognard podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owlbear podcast, Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. Oh, and don't forget Biggest Geekest, too. That's a good show. Anyway, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.